Welcome to the Ike Badgers Podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and Badgers fans, Rutgers coming up. Bye week, Badgers should be fresh. Time to get a victory at Camp Randall at home. 11 o'clock kickoff. It's going to be a day party darty in Madison. So we have some college landscape talk as well, some top 25 talk. We're previewing games, the season, and more. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get into the episode. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host and Badgers fans. We have a terrific show for you today. Welcome in. We're going to preview the Rutgers game that's coming up and we're going to be talking the general NCAA football landscape, the top 25, the highlights, what you need to know about the Badgers and you know, college football in whole. So I'm joined by my co-host, KJ. It should be a really fun episode. KJ, welcome to the show. How you doing? Badgers fans, I'm doing great. The Badgers play again this Saturday. That's very exciting. We got Rutgers coming up. Should be a good one. But yeah, man, college football in general, I think these last few weeks have showed us just how exciting it can be with some of these higher-profile matchups. A couple that come to mind are the Ohio State-Notre Dame game and also the Colorado-USC game. I think we'll get into those in a bit. But, yeah, man, I'm excited to kind of see where the Badgers go, if they can get ranked again. And then once they do get ranked, kind of these crash courses with higher-level teams, that's kind of what I'm going to keep, be keeping my eye on. But, yeah, thanks for having me. Let's jump into it. Yo, Badgers fans, if <laughs> – if you're a fan of the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, we encourage you to check out our Ike Packers podcast. We're running a Jordan Love giveaway over there. That's free for you to enter. Cage, when the Badgers, you know, in this off week, you know, maybe that was good. They're three and one. That's pretty solid. I think if you kind of zoom out and people said, OK, the Badgers are going to be three and one after four games, you might be, you know, disappointed they didn't win all four. But th- that's OK, right? Like that, that gets past, you know, the test of red alert but you know the team hasn't necessarily looked good and I think we just got to start with Mordecai's stats so far I mean he's got two touchdowns three interceptions and he's thrown the ball 128 times so it just seems like he's passing a lot but he's not really finding the end zone with his arm uh is is this like yardage like cleanup game yardage or what's your take on this Badgers fans, Tanner Mordecai right now is on pace for like 60 Ds and 9-10 interceptions. So that, some Badgers fans might consider that a decent uh, season from your quarterback. I consider it a very subpar season. I think we need to do better. Maybe that better will come from within Mordecai himself, or maybe it'll come from one of the other talented arms we have on the roster, maybe like a uh, Braden Locke or something like that. We'll see. Maybe Miles Burkett is a dark horse. All I know is that Miles Burkett could probably be putting up these numbers. And i got to give Luke Fickle credit. Uh, Alex, you mentioned this before we hopped on. He has been grinding out the wins despite this very, very subpar QB play. Um, You know, honestly, Mordecai's stats aren't even really up there with Graham Mertz, and that's saying something. So is this who he is? Will we coax more out of him? It's a good question. But this bye week game, <clears throat> this game following the bye week versus Rutgers, is probably going to tell us if Mordecai is just a guy or if he can actually just need a few weeks to let the pieces click and now he's, like, lighting the field on fire again. 
I really don't know if I have like a, a gut feeling either way. You know, um, I don't really see, I'm going to have to see it to believe it in order in, in terms of like him ascending into his SMU level, uh, in Madison. I'm going to have to see that. I'm not just going to like assume it's going to happen. I've been fooled a few times. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, Right now, it's not good enough. I think we're three and one. If you do zoom out and say, "Hey, if you're three and one in the first four games of the season, would you be happy with that?" Yeah, you know, yeah, you might be a little disappointed, but I think it, it could be a lot worse. Like you were saying, Alex, it just depends. Like how we look versus Rutgers. This Badgers team has not had a lot of definitive wins, and we haven't really played four quarters of ball yet this year. Um, yeah, man, a lot of what is. And and luckily, that's what the bye week is for. So what about you? Do you think Mordecai is going to kind of, like, take this next step into starter-level production? Like, even if you look at Ruffin QB, he's got more TDs than Mordecai. I thought Mordecai was supposed to be a stud, man. Well, he, he, here's my take is – Braylon Allen has 52 carries, 371 yards. That's 7.1 average. Ches Malusi had 51 carries. It seems like those carries are no longer going to be going to Ches. So expect more Braylon Allen. And Cage, come Big Ten play, Tanner Mordecai cannot be running like he can against Georgia Southern in some of these squads. Like, he's going to get killed. And, and, and I think truly we're going to see what type of passer he is in some of those tighter games against, you know, say in Iowa and Ohio State, uh, you know, tougher Big Ten opponents. Rutgers at home, Badgers fans, I expect this to be a victory. I expect this to be a, a win, right? Because then you got a tough three-game stretch going Iowa, Illinois, Ohio State. Uh, you got to try and get this Rutgers victory if you're Wisconsin. Circle it, get it done, get 4-1. Um, well, but actually, that does not mean that... the necessarily Mordecai is going to lead you past those three teams. We, we, go ahead, Cage. I was going to say, let, let's, like, after this, let's do, uh, you know, those next four games, see how we predict the Badgers will, will shake out. So it's kind of like next third of the season. But yeah, okay, I mean, yeah. Well, let me just ask you, man. Rutgers, you know, Rutgers, what do you think at home? Camp Randall, I expect us to win that one. Okay. If we lose that one, I think season's going off the rails simply because of the teams you just mentioned. Uh, who do we have coming up after Rutgers? Then we have Iowa. That's going to be a tough game, and that's on the road. At correct? home, though. I, at, at home. Okay. Still going to be a tough game. I don't know if I'm convinced the batters are good enough to win this one yet, man. Like, I think as of right now, I'm picking Iowa for that game. Illinois on the road. Probably an L. It's going to be tough. Yeah, that, that one's personal for a lot of people. Like, it's personal for Jim Leonard, who's going to be given Illinois. Oh, I forgot about that. It's personal for Bielema. It's personal for Illinois, who always feels like they're disrespected. It's personal for the Badgers, who just lost last year at home. You know, like, got Paul Christ fired. This game is personal. I think Illinois is probably the better team at this point in time. So, like, like I just mentioned, if, unless the batters work some magic during the bye week and some things fall into place, I don't know if they showed me enough yet where I'm confident saying they're going to beat an Iowa, they're going to beat an Illinois. I think they're going to go one and two in those next three. What about the, the next one? Ohio State after that at home. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, you know, 
Let me revise. For Ohio, for Ohio State, that's a dark horse game, but I don't think they're tripping one bit. I don't think they're tripping. That's what I'm going to say. I think the Badgers will probably go after hearing that Ohio State game. I'm going to tweak it as slightly more optimistic. I think they're going to split these next four. They're going to get two wins. They're going to get two losses. I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State, but maybe they can luck out and beat an Iowa. Maybe they can beat an Illinois. I expect them to beat Rutgers, and I expect them to lose versus Ohio State. Maybe they can just buck the trend and, and win all four of these games, Badgers fans, beat Ohio State, who's moving up. And yeah, if they win three, they're, the they're looking good. Yeah, like finish if the, if the Badgers come out of the three and one or four and all, oh, it is serious, serious fun time, right? Like, But I think realistically, Cage, you kind of nailed that, two and two. Um, speaking of, you know, Ohio state, they're ranked fourth in the nation Badgers fans and taking it to a little bit of more general, you know, NCAA talk. I just want to read off the top 10 for you, KJ, Georgia coming in at one, they're five and oh, Michigan two. That's the first big 10 team. They're five and oh, Texas three, they're five and oh, Ohio state four, they're four and oh, Florida state five, four and oh. Penn State six. That's the three Big Ten teams in the top six. Penn State's five and zero. Washington five and zero. Oregon five and zero. Southern California USC at nine, and then Notre Dame at ten. They're the first team with a loss. Per usual, rated high. They're they're five and one. Notre Dame, uh, but they played six games. So, um, Cage, what's your take on that top ten? lot of question marks a lot of question marks i think georgia we talked about it they're transitioning qbs right obviously like half their team went to the pros on defense and and you could even say offense but they just like they deserve to be number one until someone takes it from them but they're not like recently they didn't look as dominant as you might have expected from number one. However, the SEC is probably the best conference, you know, with respect to the Big Ten. Ohio State, they're a great program. You can't sleep on them. Same with Michigan. But I'm not really seeing like the number two type level play so far that they're anointed with the rankings. I think Notre Dame, man. I don't really believe in Notre Dame because I'm going to need to see, like, just beating big teams, which they can't really seem to do. Uh, the team that sticks out for me is overrated is Texas. I, I mean, there's obviously a lot of dollars going into that ranking. They beat Bama, just, though. Yeah, but are they going to be around at the end of the year? Maybe, know, bro. Man. When you beat Bama, like, you, you, you could – mess around and go far that was kind of going to be my follow-up question is okay texas you beat bama right and you're feeling pretty confident because you actually played them back-to-back years pretty tough but you look at you know first game against michigan you can win that game if you're texas but then you stare down georgia you stare down the big boy georgia is georgia gonna march over a team like that like what's your take this year I think it's almost like we've got a lot of different powerhouses. You really can't tell. All the teams, like, they just turned over so much talent, whether it is, like, Bama, whether it is uh, Michigan, whether it is Ohio State, whether it is Georgia. 
It's interesting. Who does Penn man. State play this weekend? Who, who does Penn State play this year? Let me find I, out this. I week. don't know, but if this was a year where we had the 12 teams, oh, just like uh, I believe it's off. next year. I, I believe next year is when the 12 team playoff kicks in. If this year had those 12 teams, it would be awesome because I don't really see a team that's head and shoulders above anyone else. Like, there's not the Georgia teams of last year. Um, and frankly, like, even Caleb Williams, as good as he looks, and trust me, he looks like he's the top pick, USC almost lost to Colorado. So there are question marks about every single one of these teams. I don't know if there's a team in the top that doesn't have a question mark, Alex. Do, do you see one that maybe looks like a very, very So this is interesting. Back? Notre Dame's only loss of the season came against Ohio State, KJ. So yep. that, you know, that makes them kind of, you know, they can't get over that big game. But Ohio State's got Maryland coming up here this this weekend. They're both undefeated 5-0, and 4-0. How good are the Maryland Terrapins, right? Like, are they going to get destroyed? Or will the they... The Maryland, they always Dark put Horse. players in the pros. Maryland always puts players in the pros. They've always got good talent pipelines in the East Coast over there. Yeah, I expect Ohio State to win that game, but... Michigan's got Minnesota. That'll be interesting. Maybe Minnesota will have some magic and upset Michigan. Or maybe Michigan will just trounce them. The Big Ten definitely needs to fall into place. It's got its clear top three, like we said before the season. Uh, Talking a little bit to Daryl Peterson about that, but Michigan, Ohio State, and then Penn State. After that, it's anybody's guess. It's really anybody's guess. You know, you mentioned it. Maryland five and zero. Badgers, they're they're three and one, but we lost to Washington State back to back years. You know, Northwestern's going through their turmoil. Nebraska, all this stuff. Michigan State. Basically announced they were firing their coach. What a train wreck that was. I, I actually said it right when they signed You the called conference. it. This is not going to end well. This is a bad business decision. <laughs> it not only was it a bad business decision. It was it an atrocious. Say, like $100 million. Like, is it that important? I don't know, man. I mean, like, that's there's bad business decisions, and then there's the one Michigan State made. And it was, I mean, it, all the signs pointed to it being a bad business decision at the time. Yeah, whoa. I mean, look, Terrible like, we got our problems over here, but at least we didn't do a <laughs> And it's almost like there was a blind <laughs> optimism that Mel Tucker, or whatever his name is, Tucker, would be more than just, like, a one-year early season wonder. You know, there was, like, I was like, what makes them think that this guy is, like, legitimate to worth, be worth a $100 million deal based upon, like, nine early season wins, you know, something like that. I couldn't find anything. I was like, this is going to be, this does not look good. For $100 million, Badgers fans, you know what kind of coach we could get? Like, we got a great coach here, but you can get whoever you want, and they chose Mel Tucker. Turns out they chose wrong. And uh, I think there's plenty of fault to go on both sides in this in this mess of a story. Um, oh, yeah, but look, look at... Yeah, absolutely. No, no, you you painted it perfect. It is an absolute mess over there in Michigan State. But, Cage, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, I was just looking at their games, right? Ohio State has the best quality win. They knocked off Notre Dame. That's the biggest team. So you got to anoint them the top. But when I look at the competition, you know, Michigan has not allowed more than seven points in their first four games. And they've scored over 30 points every time. So they have an extreme big gap 
But Penn State has put up 63 points in a game. They beat West Virginia 38-15. They beat Illinois 30-13. They just beat Iowa 31-0. So, I mean, just punishing Iowa. Smacking Northwestern 41-13. I mean, these three teams have... I can't wait until they collide. Uh, Let me see when that is, actually. Okay, Ohio State, Penn State is October 21st. That is going to be a showdown, KJ. And then Michigan-Ohio State is the last game of the season. That's November 25th. So Ohio State has an absolute gauntlet of a schedule this year. Um, If they win those, they're legit. What's up? Does Ohio State play Penn State? Yeah, and Michigan and Wisconsin. And, you know, like, those are some tough games. They play everybody pretty much. Yeah, I mean, if Penn State can run the gauntlet, They'll be in the playoff, no problem. I think the Big Ten just might get two teams in the playoff this year, Badger Sands. Um, going back to the conversation we just had, like, who is a playoff team? Georgia probably is. They've won back-to-back championships. Someone out of the Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State grouping is. Yeah. I think then you've got, like, Ohio, uh, USC in the, in the Pac-12. Um, I don't really buy Oregon or Washington. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Oregon uh, smashed you know, Colorado. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm blanking on the name. Um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma looks phenomenal this year. Like, they might. They're 5 and on Texas in the Red River rivalry. rivalry and That would be sick. They might get in the uh, playoff, too. They're a dark horse, I would say. Don't sleep on Oklahoma. Um, Clemson doesn't really seem to have it this year. The ACC doesn't really seem to have it. Florida State, I don't know, man. They're kind of in a bubble in the ACC. Like, they're they're maybe ranked favorably right now, but I don't know if I see them sustaining it. Yeah, that's kind of like I'll add all that up, piece it together, and I think the Big Ten has a legitimate shot at getting two teams, uh, just like they have in many years. I mean, last year we had Michigan and Ohio State couldn't get it done either time. Here's what I see. I see. I see yeah. dominance from the Big Ten and the uh, Pac-10, actually, which is the you know the conferences that are forming to make the Super Big Ten. They are really dominating up there, Cage. Uh, just so far this season, right? We haven't really seen yeah, any big games yet. So, so we're about to see. This is like kind of the early stages of battle. You know, you're go- <laughs> you got a sizable advantage. But all of a sudden, in comes another equal-sized army, and things get real, real fast. We'll find out which of these schools are actually legit. It's fun, Cage. What are your thoughts on Colorado? Okay, you know, they dropped two back-to-back games, Oregon, USC, a little bit of a comeback against USC. That's exciting. Do, do you think uh, Colorado's going 3-3, three and three, or do you think they're going to they're gonna keep it going? Who do they have this week? Let me let me find out. Let me see Colorado football. They've got Arizona State. Okay, they're one and four. This is a winnable game for Colorado Buffs. It's a yeah, must I win. I think they're going to win. Um, but my takeaway for Colorado is I'm just inspired, and I don't have a darn negative thing to say about the entire program. Like they they've already played their their four biggest one, toughest teams. Yeah, they, they took Go a ahead. one and eleven team. They took a one and eleven program and prove that you can go toe-to-toe with the USC. And that's inspiring. Like, comeback style, Shadour Sanders had no one out there. 
You know, his brother Shiloh Sanders couldn't even go. Travis Hunter couldn't go. It's Shadour versus the USC Trojans-stacked college football team. And it may have looked bleak. Like, I was someone who was watching it earlier in the game, and then they uh, ended up coming back after it looked like they were the game was out of hand. And I was like, holy cow, I had to do double-taking the score because I, I almost saw Colorado coming back there. So, to me, man, the big takeaway is just, like, what standard do you hold yourself to? And it's one thing to say all, like, the right things from a PR perspective, like work hard, be there for each other, all these things. But I think you need to have the belief portion there as well because the Badgers, I feel like I'm getting a little bit of lip service. And Coach Prime, you know you're getting 100% of it. And they're probably not as, like, polished as maybe the Badgers are, but the results speak for themselves. Like, the program is on the rise. Could you imagine what the next few years are going to look like for Colorado? It's very exciting. And it doesn't really stem from much other than belief. Like, maybe if this was four years in the future and Dion's had all this time to kind of bake his recruits and his transfers into this program, then it's a juggernaut. But this is, like, fresh slate, kind of picking up the pieces. Like, if you ever maybe got a coaching job at a, a different high school or a different team and, and you're just kind of picking up, seeing what you have to work with, like, this is what Dion Sanders is doing. He's making every one of those guys better and uh, I was also really happy to see Travis Hunter and the Colorado guy, uh, Colorado State guy who gave him the big hit. I was happy to see them kind of chilling together, showing everybody that, you know, we can all get along. Um, but, man, just so inspiring. I think uh, they, marketed that is it, cool. they marketed it, and they're delivering it. And but even, hey. in the loss, on, even in the losses, that USC game was so darn entertaining versus, like, the Badgers versus Washington State, it was kind of rough, right? And there's just a lot of things that we can say we hold ourselves to a very high standard, but until we actually start doing it, we're going to get kind of middle-of-the-pack results. And, like, credit Dion, even if the man fails, no one's going to say that he didn't go for it all. And uh, I have a ton of respect for that. I'm inspired by it. I'm hoping Fickle can do the same thing here. I think he can. Will the players respond? We'll see. It's exciting, man. What, do you have any thoughts to add? Final thoughts for me is Wisconsin is ranked in those other teams receiving votes alongside Colorado, alongside, you know, some of these schools. So Wisconsin truly has to decide what type of program they are. And they have depth. They have the talent. We have the, you know, pipeline. We want to maintain the athletes. I think once Fickle gets going, he's going to get much, you know, more players that'll fit his system but i mean truly it's kind of like what you said cage first year you're, you you want to get results even if it is your first year so we're going to continue to hold this team to a high standard uh as we always do we should be up in those rankings uh we should be truly four and all washington state yeah, is yeah washington state is a top 15 team now because of that and that should be us and and badgers fans uh, we want to appreciate everyone for rocking with us. It's been an absolute fun. And, we're, you know, we got Rutgers this weekend at home. So that's going to be an early game, 11 a.m. start. I like these games. It's nice. But uh, that should be fun, Cage. We'll, we'll get, you know, hopefully a victory there as we predicted in the show. Text this show to a friend if you like it. Any final thoughts for Badgers fans today, Cage? 
Week by week, Badgers fans, you got to get W's no matter what. We got to get these wins. I want to see us finish that season 11 and one and go into the Big Ten championship game, ready to take a stab at the playoff. You know, and, and it will that happen? Probably unlikely, but that's what Coach Prime would say. And in order to achieve it, you first have to believe it. So let's envision that path. Let's envision what this team can be. Let's attack every day with a purpose, and let's get these results, get these wins. Thanks for having me, Alex. Thank you, Badgers Nation. By the way, check out Ike Brewers right now. We are in the playoffs for Brewers baseball. If you're a Wisconsin fan, it's exciting. We just dropped our playoff preview. It's going to be a time, man. Brewers could mess around. Baseball is one of those things you just get in the dance. Anything can happen. Brewers have gotten the dance. So thanks again for having me. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. If you like the show, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's the number one way you can help us grow. Thank you again for listening. And as always, on Wisconsin. Yeah, we on. Yeah. Yeah, we on. On Wisconsin. Yeah, we on. Yeah, we on. Yeah, we on.